0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Flip Hacking Live podcast. This is Bill Allen. And recently I interviewed Annie Duke. She's a professional poker player. She has a PhD and she wrote the book called Thinking in Bets and the future author of a book that's coming out soon called How to Decide. And I asked her specifically, how do you get out of this analysis paralysis? I see so many new investors jump in to real estate investing and they just learn, learn, learn. and They don't actually do anything. So we'll roll the theme music and then let's hear Annie Duke's answer for how to get out of the analysis paralysis or how to get unstuck. The big question is this, how do you start or grow a real estate investing business that will give you the income and financial freedom you desire without losing a ton of money or wasting years of your life trying to figure it out all by yourself? That is the question and this podcast is the answer. I'm your host, Bill Allen, and together we are going behind closed doors so you can hack the country's top experts and learn the secret tips, tricks, and strategies that actually work in today's market. Welcome to the Flip Hacking Live podcast. What I notice is in the beginning, like a lot of this is like a roadblock to getting started. Like, I don't know if you saw that in poker, like people jumping in. Because they're scared to lose, right? And I feel like yeah. in real estate, we get the people who, who will get all the knowledge. They'll read the books. They'll they'll li- watch the shows. They'll they'll listen to my podcast. They'll they'll come to our event even, and then they'll just do nothing with it. And next year, same thing. And we call it the uh, kind of analysis paralysis. They're just paralyzed by too much information and stuff. Um, so I wonder if if you can speak on that a little bit and like what what's going on and how to help somebody out of that because well, I'm constantly trying to trying to motivate them out to say it's okay to make a it's okay to make a mistake it's okay to actually lose money it's actually okay to do these things and try to figure out how to how to get them to move because they're kind of stuck
1: oh my gosh so okay so it's it's actually really interesting because um when you know when i wrote thinking bets so thinking in bets was published in 2018 um, i was really you know, trying to make this argument for for ha- having a you know really understanding like what is a good decision, the conversation, what is a mistake, right? How do we connect these two things together? How do we sort of unravel that? How does the fact that there's so much kind of luck in the system really mess with the way that we interpret the world? You know, all this stuff. And I, and what I realized from talking to readers was that they came away thinking that what I was saying was that every decision needs to be very deliberative. You need to take a really long time with it, so on and so forth. Um, and obviously the, the thing about, you know, there's luck and there's hidden information and so on and so forth. Like, and I'm saying like, oh my gosh, like I'm a poker player. You're done with the hand in, in two minutes, right? And during that hand, you're, there's sort of not, you're not making all 20 decisions, but there's 20 possible decisions that like could be made. Uh, but you're making a lot of decisions in the space of that two minutes, you know, and in fact, just to give you an idea of like, how quickly do you make decisions in poker? Um, if I take too long, you're allowed to call what's called a clock on me. Uh, and I have a minute and 10 seconds to make a decision. I mean, this is a decision where I could be trying to decide a $50,000 decision or a million dollar decision. I got minute 10. So, so I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, people came away from my book. And here I am a poker player thinking, you know, that you're supposed to like analyze everything to the hilt in order to try to like really improve the information that you have about everything. And, um, you know, and somehow like I was encouraging people to get into analysis paralysis. I don't even know how that happened. That is on me. Right. So you could think about thinking that's is kind of like looking at if you had the time to step back and do it, you know, what are the things that you would be taking into account? But in no way, shape, or form am I saying that you you shouldn't, to use the startup analogy, move fast and break things, because mostly that's what you should do. Mostly, once you kind of understand these problems uh, and once you understand what a really great decision would look like, mostly you're supposed to actually be speeding your decisions up. You're supposed to just go for stuff. So let, let me explain the sort of idea. So anyway, this is something that I really address in How to Decide. Um, It's literally what chapter seven is about. Uh, A little hint for people, if they sign up for my newsletter at annieduke.com, they can get chapter seven. It's actually the preview chapter that I'm sending out to people uh, prior to the book being released on October 13th. So if they sign up for my newsletter, they can actually get chapter seven. And the name of chapter seven is Breaking Free from Analysis Paralysis.
0: Nice.
1: So, hopefully that's a good chapter for people to read. But I'll just give sort of the high level here, just really quickly, because I don't want to give too much away about a book that's not out yet. But um, essentially, look, here's the key. There's a lot of luck. There's a lot of hidden information. I think that you've heard me hinting at saying there's some stuff that you can know and some, some stuff that you can't. Because apps in a time machine, most of the stuff that's causing analysis paralysis for us uh, is not available. Because what's causing analysis paralysis is this fear of being wrong, this fear of making a mistake where, we're, where the way that we're determining if it was wrong or it was a mistake is because we had a bad outcome. But we cannot protect ourselves against that. And we have the illusion that if we just waited longer, if we just collected more information, if we got more data, if we talked to seven more people, if we looked at a billion more houses that somehow we would be able to gather enough information to know, to get to like over 90% sure that we're going to make money on this house, that that decision was going to work out well, that when we're sitting in a restaurant back in the before times and we're trying to decide between the chicken and the fish, if we just asked one more person at the table or looked at one more Yelp review, that somehow we would know that the chicken was better than the fish. But these are things that we can't know absent actually observing the outcome, which requires a time machine. We have to make decisions with limited information because that's the state that we're in. So you wanna get just enough information to know that the option meets your requirements and nothing more. This is how you get to be efficient in your decision making. So you have to sort of say, when I'm thinking about different options, I could invest in house A or house B, Once house A is clearly, to me, a better decision than house B, meaning just relative to each other, house A is the better investment, I can be 60% on whether that's going to win or lose. And it's still okay. And it may be that I could go get more information and it's going to make me 65% sure that it's going to win or 70% sure that it's going to win. But it doesn't change anything relative to house B. And the fact is that if every house that I invested in, I was 60% sure I was going to make money, I would have all the money in the world. So we don't need to get to 90%, but we're we're trying to avoid this thing where we lose and we say, oh, if I had just taken more time, but the, there is no time that's going to get you to know the outcome. This is, this is really important. So that's piece number one is you have to have that mindset change of thinking about there is only much, so much I can know as a human being. I cannot know the outcome. So once, once a house has met my requirements, in other words, once I've sorted out into options that I'd be willing to invest in and options I would not be willing to invest in, I can pretty much just sort of pick among that set at random because I just don't have like the cognitive acuity. I don't, there isn't, there isn't enough information for me to really parse those options apart in a way that I can be confident in. So I should just move and go because I don't want the opportunity to go away because that's what we're costing ourselves. Someone else snaps the house up while we're doing all of our analysis on it, but it already met our requirements. And the I think the analogy that I can give you is like, when you're looking at a menu, we all know here are the entrees I think I'm gonna like and here are the ones I don't like. And the problem for us is that once we get to like those three things that we're thinking about, we somehow think we should be able to distinguish between the three, which we can't because we haven't tasted the food. So just, just pick. Right, So once it's got sort of met your requirements, just go ahead and pick. That's number one. Number two is, and this is really, really important, uh, and if you're a good flipper, you're probably already doing this, when we know that we're uncertain, we have to be uncertain because we aren't omniscient. We don't have time machines. There's just a whole bunch of stuff we can't know. It's really good in those cases to do things what's called in parallel. In other words, we have this set of things that meets our minimum requirement and we think I've got to just choose one thing and then we get caught in analysis paralysis. But once you realize, oh, there's a whole bunch of things that, that meet my minimum requirement, you know what a really good thing for me to do is, is to actually try to spread my bets across a bunch of them. In other words, flip more than one house at once. Because this is sort of helping you to defend against the luck, and it's helping you to deal with the uncertainty. No single house that you ever invest in is guaranteed to be a winner. What you're trying to do is, if I can meet my requirements, right, if it can pass a bar, you want to think about it as passing a bar, that means the upside potential is greater than the downside potential. But because of luck, I can't control for an individual house whether it makes money or loses money or makes a lot of money or just a little money or whatever. But I know that for each of those houses, there's more upside potential than downside potential. So if I can do a bunch of them at the same time across that set, I will now get to, to get the upside potential. Even if one of them ends up losing the other four are going to make up for that because it's just a way to sort of deal with luck. Once you know that you can do more than one thing at once, you can be much less certain about whether the one is going to win. Look, if I only ever had one house to invest in and my life depended on it, I would be doing more analysis than you can imagine. Because you're going to literally, like you've got a gun to my head. I've got to figure out, like this is the only chance I get. But once you tell me, "Uh, okay, you have to win at this game, but you can do like a hundred different things to try to win. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do a bunch of stuff. And that's really going to help you go faster. So like there's a lot more ideas in this particular chapter that people can go download, but like, these would be two really big ones. One is it's this mindset. So, so it's this, well, I guess it's sort of three big ideas. One is the mindset shift. Think about relative, you know, options relative to each other. The other is what I call the menu strategy. Once something is, is in the bucket of this looks like a pretty good choice You look at the things that are in that bucket and you can pretty much flip coins among them. And it's kind of a waste of time to try to distinguish among the two when you could go be finding more things that could go into that bucket. That's where the real value is. I'm gonna go find things that can go into the bucket as opposed to trying to choose among the things that are already in the bucket. There's not a lot of value in doing that. And that's what analysis paralysis is causing you to do. It's causing you to try to choose among things that are already in the bucket as opposed to find more things that could go in the bucket which is where the value is, right? So you wanna do that. Uh, And then the third big idea is do a bunch of things at once because that's what allows you to defend against the luck.
0: How awesome was that? This was a 10 to 12 minute clip from a two hour podcast. Her and I spent two and a half hours together. We spent 30 or 40 minutes in the beginning, just talking, getting to know each other. And then we spent almost two hours talking. It was one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever recorded. So if you guys want to hear the whole version, go over to the seven figure flipping podcast and this will come out on Wednesday this one that you're listening to right now. And then on Thursday, we'll put out the entire basically two-hour podcast with Annie Duke. It was absolutely amazing. And here's a little sneak peek that everybody that listens to the other one doesn't know. She is gonna be a speaker at Flip Hacking Live this year. So I was able to talk her into coming... Back to Flip Hacking Live into a fireside chat with me to talk about her book, How to Decide and really the how of all of it. Because we talk a lot of conceptual stuff on here about making decisions and why we do. But this like new concept that she created is how to make decisions and what, like what the structure and process is. So don't miss Flip Hacking Live. Don't miss Annie Duke. If you enjoyed this 10 minute answer, then I mean, she is going to. Blow the doors off of it, and we have 23 other speakers on top of her that are going to come share their story. So, um, the decision making process is so so important to what we do getting unstuck, getting out of analysis paralysis, making decisions, going, moving, um, and, and taking action. So, take some action now. Go to flippackinglive.com, grab your ticket, and in the promo code, add FHL podcast. And if you do, we'll give you a bunch of bonuses. The last four years of flippacking live recordings. And then also Andy McFarland seller finance training. It's a four hour training that we used to sell for $1,500. So tickets right now are only $397. Remember, we're going to send a box of swag to your house. We're going to, Oh, Oh, Another tip, we just launched this Facebook group. So our Facebook groups has been launched for the Flip Hacking Live ticket holders. And there's conversations and networking going on right now inside of the private group that's exclusively for people who have a ticket. Um, and I'm gonna be doing, I'm gonna bring some of these speakers in there, answer questions, do all kinds of cool stuff. So go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket, put in the promo code FHL podcast. Um, you're one of the listeners that I have, the loyal listeners here. So I wanna make sure that we take care of you with some bonuses. Uh, have a great day and I will see you on the next podcast. Bye. Hey, it's Bill again, and I want to personally invite you to our biggest event of the year, Flip Hacking Live. If you could copy the exact deal sources, marketing strategies, negotiation tactics, and business systems of the most successful house slippers and wholesalers in the nation, how would that change your business? Flip Hacking Live is a three-day event that we do just once per year, and it's happening October 15th through the 17th. We bring in the nation's top wholesalers and house slippers to walk you through everything they're doing, how they're marketing directly to sellers, how they're picking up discounted off-market properties, how they're doubling their close ratio with the right negotiation tactics, how they're raising millions of dollars dollars in private money, the things they're doing that other investors aren't doing, all of it. These are the guys and gals who are actively doing deals at a high volume in today's market all across the country you get their full attention for three days. They have agreed to hold nothing back and you'll be right there with them so you can ask questions and get clarification on anything that you need. This is your chance to hack the nation's top flippers and wholesalers and ethically steal their exact strategies and systems. All you have to do is take notes, ask questions and apply what you learn. But first, you need to get a ticket. We've sold out every year and ticket prices go up every few months. So go to fliphackinglive.com right now and get your tickets today. Fliphackinglive.com, October 15th through the 17th. This is an event that you cannot afford to miss.